0: Are you ready to trust your intuition to guide you into growing a successful business and living a hell yes life? Everyone has greatness within them, a spiritual vision to share with the world. Each week, we'll be talking about how to use your intuition in both your business and everyday life, so you will stay fully connected to your dharma or purpose. Now, here
1: is the host of Find Your Hell Yes with intuitive business coach, Candace McKinney. Welcome, welcome everyone to this week's episode of Find Your Hell Yes. I'm your host, Intuitive Business Coach, Candace McKim, and we are going to be diving into the topic of being a soulpreneur, a uh, spiritual entrepreneur, and the signs that you're a spiritual entrepreneur. And so the first question I want to pose to you is, can you spot the signs that you are here to share your message, your own personal message as a spiritual entrepreneur? So I just want that to sink in. I know we've just started and I'm going to dive into this topic, uh, of course, during this next hour. But I just want you to really tap into that question. Can you spot the signs that you're here to share your own personal message as a spiritual entrepreneur? So a spiritual entrepreneur is someone who is driven by their spiritual values, their purpose uh, to create a business and to to create and build a business. So one of the things that often happens are, do you prioritize purpose over profit? And though I am all about making a profit and I coach my clients to uh, work through this, (laughs) but it's very, very typical of my clients that they prioritize uh, purpose over profit. Uh, Do you seek to create a positive impact in the world? Hell yes, we do. And or are you open to learning and growth? And there's another hell yes, always learning, always growing. So spiritual entrepreneurs prioritize authenticity and transparency are always guided by intuition and they value collaboration over competition. In this episode, I'm going to share with you some of the signs that you may be a spiritual o- entrepreneur. And if you don't know it already, you'll watch for the signs. I th- I feel like most people that are here already know it, and they're looking maybe for the validation or an explanation of why they're doing things the way they're doing things. Um, especially if you're someone who strives for a balance between personal and professional life, life then you just may be a spiritual entrepreneur. Um, As I said, I'm I'm an intuitive business coach, and I coach women to move away from the fads and the trends in business and to really follow their intuitive guidance to grow and to build a a successful, spiritually-led business. I'm also a speaker and an author, and I've been speaking on intuition specifically for the last probably eight years or almost a decade when I created my deck of oracle cards, Yogini's Guide to Intuition Oracle Cards. As well as I wrote my book, Yogini's Guide, Intuition is a Choice Book. Intuition is a choice because sometimes we follow our intuition and sometimes we don't. So both of those are available on my website, CandaceMcKim.com. C-A-N-D-A-C-E-M-C-K-I-M.com. Plus, I would love for you to dive deeper into using your intuition in your business and realigning with your vision, your spiritual vision, uh, by offering you a four-part video series, Realigning with Your Vision. It's available on my website, the same website, CandiceMcKim.com. And you just go there, you just click on the link, and you can access the four videos. And they're just short and sweet, and will really help you to move through any resistance that you have in following your intuition in your business, and help you to really connect to what your intuition is telling you. And also, if you're listening live, please jump on into the chat room and join us live and uh, at on Inspire Choices Network, because later in the show I'm going to be drawing you three cards for the next week, and um, they represent body, mind, and spirit. But if you join me live. I'll draw you your own personal card later in the show. And then, of course, if you're listening to the replay, um, this episode and all of the 39, this is show number 40. So all of the 39 previous episodes, they're all available on over 450 platforms worldwide. So um, with whichever platform you're looking on or listening to right now, make sure that you like, share, rate, comment do all of the things because it really does help me out a lot or help us all out as, uh, as hosts of these shows. Okay, let's dive in. Let's get started. Signs that you're a spiritual entrepreneur. And, you know, I want to come back to these questions. Um, Do you prioritize profit or purpose over profit? And I see this so often in my clients, as I was saying, is that so many clients, they, they, would do the work no matter what. Right. And I hear that it's not really about the money. It's I'm really here about uh, my purpose and getting this message out into the world and helping people. And that's all good and well. But really, we need to have that exchange of energy. I've talked about energy exchange often in my shows. And so it really is an opportunity for us to take a look at that. And if if that's how you feel, that it's more about my message and more about helping people than it is about the profit. I want to really, I want you to check in on burnout, sustainability. Um, What does that exchange look like for you? And how does that feel for you? Really checking in with your resentment point, because that's what I found is, um, you know, a lot of people can, and I was there as well. (laughs) You can start to feel that resentment if there isn't that exchange of energy. So really, uh, diving into that. Um, do you seek to make a positive impact in the world? Hell, yes, we do, right? This is this is my word for the year is impact, right? And that is why I'm here is I want to make as big an impact this year as I can possibly make. I want to support people in their growth and growing their businesses in living their purpose, following their spiritual guidance so that they can live their true purpose in this lifetime. And we're going to talk about that more in the show as we dive into it. And then are you open to learning and growth this is one of the things that I've seen a lot is that spiritual entrepreneurs are very very much about the personal development and they really want to be authentic and transparent and you know those are kind of words that we hear a lot uh, you know authenticity and transparency but I think they're good words I think they're words that can really benefit everybody that can really um we can strive it can be part of our values and our value system in how we you know share our messages and do our work in the world and authenticity is really um you know you know there's no separation right between the body mind spirit and so when we can be really authentic it's it's really about uh opening up our throat chakra and being who we are really tapping into our own beliefs and our values and transparency is just allowing people to see you know, the messy, right? It's, it's not just about perfection. It's not just about, you know, being the expert and, you know, and being the one to show up and help everybody in the world. It's really about the transparency is showing the messy as well. That's what I think of it as, as transparency is showing the messy, right? That, you know, we always, we all have those days, weeks, months, years of messy, right? And how do we, Uh, still do our businesses and still show up for our people and show up for our clients. And then, of course, always are guided by their intuition. They value collaboration over competition. So we're going to be diving into this even more during the show is, you know, how do those those aspects really show up for you? All righty. So one of the things I like to I want to talk to you about is, you know, this being of service, right, of helping and um, I, I, it's Seva, right? In in Sanskrit, in yoga philosophy, it's called Seva. It's one of my oracle cards in the deck is Seva and being of service. I can't remember what number it is. I, I'm, I'm feeling like it's like around number 50, 51, something like that. And, you know, like I've always had that feeling of wanting to help other people, specifically the underdog right like i was always that person that was sticking up for my friends in junior high and you know standing up to the bullies with my friends and really wanting to um support people and help people and you know even becoming a social worker it was it was only because i really wanted to help other people to to i don't know at that time to just feel better to to not be in suffering to Yeah, I feel like that was all it was, is I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know what um, I could do. I didn't know how I was going to help. I just knew I wanted to help people. And it felt like um, the first step was to go to school and become a social worker and then um, to follow that path and see where it led me in my lifetime. And, you know, when I think about it and I remember, um, I remember being in college and Writing that statement out. Right. That was part of us. You know, you know, why are you here? Right. And some people were there because they wanted a career path. Some people were there because they wanted to help certain people in different areas like, um, you know, addictions or in poverty or whatever it was. And I remember writing that down. I am here. Like I am a helper. I'm here. I, I'm a helper and I'm here to help and support. And at that time, yeah, I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know which population I, you know, and a lot of people that go into social work and go into save and being of service, they've had a big traumatic experience in their life that has guided them that way. I didn't have that. I didn't have that big, um, trauma in my life and error, anything that led me into this work and I'm going to talk about that a little bit more but as we talk about Seva you know I just knew that I wanted to be of service right there was that part within me that knew that I was here so often as spiritual entrepreneurs were driven by our desire to serve and uplift others and you know You know, um, and that's what yoga teaches us. Yoga teaches us that we are all here to be of service and service energy is always opening doors for us to serve more. So what I'm talking about service energy is that feeling that I know I have a message that I know I'm here to be of service. I know I'm here to help others and it doesn't always mean social work, right? It could be uh, being of service in other ways. Like I feel like everybody is of service, right? Like, Um, you know, like in different areas. So like a hairstylist is being of service because they're cutting people's hair and, you know, coloring their hair or whatever they're doing, curling or doing the things to people's hair. And that's being of service because people feel better. Their hair is clean and healthy and, you know, looked after and and it makes us feel better as well as look better. And it keeps us healthy, right? Doctors are of course are here to be of service but then you can see other like other professions like you know painters right that are painting your house they're still being of service because they're they're um doing something that you can't maybe can't do and they're painting your home and keeping your home clean and safe and using the proper tools and right or the proper paint so that your your environment is safe and healthy for you as well as it looks good and it makes you feel better so you know just take a look at any different, any career, any job and see where the service part is coming from. Right. Like um, I'm just looking at my own children. Right. So I have three children and two of them work in the film industry. My son is in cameras and, you know, like me and my daughter and my daughter-in-law to be is in is a makeup artist. And my daughter works in set design, a set deck, set design. And so, you know, they're all in the film industry. And, You know, we films and movies have always been storytelling and sharing our stories, right? Storytelling goes back through the ages and how important it is for keeping history and remembering and. Entertainment and learning and growing and growth. And now we do it through the movies, right? And the storytelling. And like when we think about through the pandemic, like how much did we turn to storytelling, right? To movies and TV shows and all of that. And so, you know, you, you know, they might not think they're of service, right? They might not think of it as that of being of service. But when you look at that career, They're 100% being of service. Right. And then our youngest son is a chiropractor. He just graduated last month. And of course, we know, you know, we know that is being of service. It's even hands on. So, you know, I just want you to take this moment and really moving into this philosophy, this idea that we're all here to be of service. And this is what yoga teaches us. This is one of the yoga's uh, lessons is that we are all here to be of service. And as we're moving more into that energy, more opportunities will open up to us. And, you know, like when I did the global save a challenge, right? So, you know, then my background is from social work to yoga therapist, of course, it's being of service, helping people's bodies, helping people, flexibility, mind, uh, mind, body connection, connection to spirit, all of that is was helpful uh, to other people. But then I did the global save a challenge where I raised $20,000 of victims of sex trafficking in India. And the thing is about us being a service is that it comes back to us. And it feeds us, it feeds our soul, right? So as we serve, as we help others, in whatever capacity, capacity it is that you're doing, um, it comes back to us, right? Like, you know, telling a joke, it lightens up the room, it changes the energy, it, you know, it makes us all feel better and gives us a laugh. And it right like, that's my husband. (laughs) Like he does, he does a lot. He's very much of service. It's one of his, it's his top number one love language is being of service. And one of his things is to tell a joke. Oh, all right. It's our time for our first break of the show. So when we come back, we're going to discuss more about um, our personal journey and signs that you are a soulpreneur, and our journey on, on that path. You're listening to Find Your Hell Yes with myself, Candace McKim, and we're on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back.
0: Are you intuitive? We all have an intuition and it can be even more developed for you to access for your life and your business. Sometimes we follow our intuitive guidance and sometimes we don't. However, when you find your hell yes, it's impossible to ignore. Tuning in to find your hell yes with intuitive business coach Candace McKim, you will strengthen your intuition and then receive guidance and support to courageously follow your own intuitive hits. Listen for Find Your Hell Yes with Candace McKim, Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, 8 a.m. Pacific on Inspired Choices Network. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Find Your Hell Yes with Candace McKim. To participate in the program and have an oracle card read for you, join the live studio audience in the chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an
1: email to info at now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Intuitive Business Coach Candace McKim on Find Your Hell Yes. And our topic today is ta- we're talking about signs that you are a soulpreneur. So before we went to break, we were talking about that how we are all here to be of service, and as we move into service energy, more opportunities will open up to us. And so you know we can shift the energy in the room just by you know sharing, uh, being of service, right? And how and how it shows up, right? Like as moms or as not just moms, but you know as as women and men, we, you know, volunteer at the schools and we do bottle drives and we're part of our kids organizations. And, you know, we're caught like when our kids are young, especially I was up service so much, right. With all of those different activities and, but even giving a compliment to somebody is, is, is such a nice thing to do to lift somebody's mood. Right. And like I said, my husband loves to tell jokes. He's, he's funny. It was so funny when we went to Italy, uh, we we just landed and we take take the 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 taxi to our hotel and then we get there and the and you know we're chatting with the the driver and stuff and then we get to the hotel and my husband cracks a joke and it just like mom also flat and uh, then he's trying to explain it. And the guy's just like in a rush, like he just wants to get going. (laughs) It was So funny. (laughs) It it was, the joke was funny, but then it made it funnier because the guy didn't get it. And then Darren's trying to explain it to him. And he's just like, I was like, ah, I think we just need to go. (laughs) All right. So as I was talking a little bit earlier too, I was talking about our own personal journey and how it does really help lead us into being of service and, and it helps with transformation. And it usually has guided us on our path. And as I said, I didn't really have any big traumatic situation happen in my life that led me to be a service that led me into being a social worker to become a yoga therapist to do coaching. I feel like I've kind of always just been on part of this path. But Take a look at your own life and you will see like how many people that really do amazing work in the world have really been um, on a personal journey of transformation and growth and maybe have had to have, you know, gone through some sort of trauma or some sort of situation in their life that led them towards their purpose. You know, like um, alcoholics will quite often um, move into the personal development field Um, you know, after being on that path of alcoholism and how it, you know, affected their themselves and their lives and their stories. And, you know, when you think like, when I just look at all, a lot of my mentors, a lot of them had um, addictions issues when, um, you know, before they moved into this field, but, you know, maybe it's something even something even different than that. Like, um, you know, maybe you become a dietitian or a fitness person after you know diet and working out transformed your health maybe you um something else help you transform your life maybe meditation and uh transform your life as you were going through a a critical illness and so now you're a meditation teacher uh maybe you um you know maybe uh you realize you become you know you you're creating jewelry, and you're it's a creative outlet for you, and you just absolutely love doing it, and then it becomes a source of income and it becomes part of your business. You know, as I said, maybe you struggle with addictions and you become an addictions counselor or self-development. Um, you know, i was I was constantly being guided on my journey towards yoga and spirituality. When I look back, uh, you know, I was like I said, I was at a very young age when I was taught to meditate, right? out of the eight limbs of yoga. Meditation is four out of the eight limbs, so it's half. And I learned to meditate at 13 years old. So you can see how I was guided on that path. Another part out of the eight limbs of yoga is is diet and eating a vegetarian diet. I just naturally became a vegetarian at 16. It well, I, yoga wasn't in my life at that point. It wasn't in my life at 13 either. So, but you look back and you think, well, those are parts of yoga. So I was a yogi from very young age, right? And so that, but I had I didn't know about the postures yet, but I was very physical. I love to exercise. I still do. I love to move my body. And so then um, you know, then I became, then I got into asana more moving and into the practices in probably in my late teens, early twenties. I I remember going to the college, going to call to my to the gym at the college and doing yoga and uh, yoga practices but right and so then how it led me and then it was mid-30s when I became a yoga uh, uh, yoga therapist so it does you know when you look back at your life what has led you onto your path over and over and over and over again and you know and then bringing it into our uh, into our businesses right and it becomes a vocation right our you know as soulpreneurs we feel as though our businesses are more than just a business, right? They're a vocation. They're a calling for us. Um, their purpose is so important to us and so highly valued to us as a spiritual entrepreneur that um You know, like I said, we would do it whether we got paid or not. And we probably were doing it before. Like, I just know how often I would go for coffee with people or I would go. Yeah, go for coffee, go for lunch with friends and do counseling, do, you know, coaching and just constantly in the grocery store. I'd be standing somewhere and someone would start talking to me about something going on in their life and I would start coaching. And, you know, everywhere around me, I was I was constantly doing that. So taking a look at yourself, and I'm sure you're going, oh, hell yes, right? Like, how often have you done that, right? And that's what I say about even, you know, when I talk to people about coming into my Intuitive Coaching Academy, um, are you already doing it? You just need to get the certificate, right? Like, are you already doing it, right? And, you know, soulpreneurs are passionate about personal development. I started talking about that before, Because it helps them to really show up fully in their power, right? A lot of times, you know, people might be against personal development or because they feel like it uh, might change them. And actually, I remember this. I remember driving to yoga teacher trainings and thinking, you know, I don't, I really like, I liked my energy, my personality. I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to feel like I had to change who I was, by becoming a yoga therapist, right? Because, you know, a lot of my teachers were very zen, very calm, very patient, very quiet, very slow moving. And I mean, you don't see that now. But at that time, right, quite a few years ago, 25, 30 years ago, my teachers were all very much that kind of energy. And I thought, I have so much energy. I have so much go, go, get up and go that How is that going to work for me to be a yoga therapist? And um, I had to realize it's it's okay. I can allow my, I I can be myself, right? And so this is why we do so much personal development is because we want to be our best versions. We want to dig deep into our soul. And what are the messages that we're here to share with the world, right? What are those messages that are so important for us? So the personal development allows us to keep diving into that. And, you know, it's not really about personal development for soulpreneurs or spiritual entrepreneurs, isn't about achieving a goal. And it isn't about changing who we are. It's really about being the best version of yourself that you can possibly be and digging out more information to share with the world right really you know like how does this methodology support this belief and right like really diving into all of that and also about really becoming aware of who you are and how you operate so the 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 parts you love about yourself and the shadow parts that you um, if you don't do your uh, um, your personal development work that you might try to hide. Right. Our shadow is those parts of us that we often want to hide from other people and the world. But when we continue as soulpreneurs and on spiritual entrepreneurs, you're doing that continual inner work. You're doing that constant self-discovery, self-exploration. you're doing all of that so that you love the shadow parts because we that's really how we're going to show up in the world and get our messages out there is to really embrace those parts of us, the the parts that we love and we want to show off to the world, but also the shadow parts that then we we learn to love and work with, you know, like. I'm in collaboration right now with two amazing, amazing women, Ranchelle Van Bryce and Samantha Ka'awa. Um, and we all have different businesses, but they're very complimentary, but we are really a- aware of our shadows and we share our shadow parts with each other all the time. And we'll call ourselves out and we'll, you know, tell each, you know, tell each other about our shadows and this is why I'm doing this or whatever it is. Right. And it works so well because, we don't all have to be perfect. Like, and none of us are, right? (laughs) None of us are. And so we can say I'm not perfect. I'm feeling, I'm struggling or I need support with this or whatever it is. I'm lost. I'm at a crossroads, whatever's going on. Um, we're allowed to share our struggle with each other's and our shadows and, um, and not be ashamed of them. And so when we do that, then we're really showing up fully as our spiritual entrepreneur, as the spiritual entrepreneurs that we are. So I guess this is another sign that you're a spiritual entrepreneur is you love the self-development work. And then, and but then sometimes you might get, okay, I'm done for a while, right? Like, and I'm like, I take, sometimes I'll take a year off, right? Like I am done doing that stuff. I'm here to teach. I'm not taking anything, any more training. And then other t- then it's like, okay, that's interesting. And then because you're going up to that next level and you find the different things that interest you. Um, so the next sign that you're a spiritual entrepreneur is you would do the work even if you weren't paid to do it. And this is one of the things I work with my clients a lot. And if this is you and you don't have a coach, hire a damn coach because you it's exchange of energy and I don't want you to burn out. I don't want you to uh, feel resentment for your work. I don't want you It it will shut you down if you don't um, get paid for what you're doing. It's going to, uh, you're going to stop doing your magic. You're going to stop sharing your gifts with the world because it's going to feel, you're going to start to feel the resentment or it's going to burn you out. So, (laughs) but we are going to talk about this. We do really want to talk about this. You know, um, this is how most coaches start their business is by giving away their gifts and realizing Uh, People will, the feedback people give them, telling them like how amazing um, this gift is, like whatever you're giving, right, this information, this support, this context, Um, when you're sharing it you're going to get the feedback of how important it is or how much it helps somebody or how much it transforms somebody's life or, you know, really the impact that it's making. And so that's when, when you're at that point, then it's like, okay, I need to make this a business and I need to, cause I know I can help even more people and, but it needs to have that exchange of energy. Right. So we're going to talk more about this. It's time for our next break of the show, but when we come back, we're going to talk more about, getting paid and for what you're doing and that yes i know you would do it for free but let's talk about how you're going to get paid for it so you're listening to find your hell yes with candace mckim myself candace mckim and we're talking about signs that you are a soulpreneur a spiritual entrepreneur we are on inspired choices network and we will be right back
0: are you intuitive we all have an intuition and it can be even more developed for you to access for your life and your business. Sometimes we follow our intuitive guidance and sometimes we don't. However, when you find your hell yes, it's impossible to ignore. Tuning in to find your hell yes with intuitive business coach Candace McKim, you will strengthen your intuition and then receive guidance and support to courageously follow your own intuitive hits. Listen for Find Your Hell Yes with Candace McKim, Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, 8 a.m. Pacific, on Inspired Choices Network. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. To participate in the program and have an oracle card read for you, join the live studio audience in the chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to info at Now
1: back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I'm intuitive business coach Candace McKim, and you're listening to Find Your Hell Yes on Inspired Choices Network. So we're, we are talking today, the signs that you are a spiritual entrepreneur. And so if you're just joining us um, in our last segment before we went to break, I was talking about as a solopreneur, you would often rather uh, you would do the work you're doing even without getting paid. Um, But then that'll that'll lead you to burnout. That'll shut you down. That'll prevent you from really doing your work in the world. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more. And then also we're going to in this next segment, we're going to talk about the voice of passion will drown out the noise of fear. So I'm going to say that again, the voice of passion drowns out the noise of fear because it's scary AF to be an entrepreneur and especially a spiritual entrepreneur. But before we go into dive into that, I want to invite you to um, access my free four-part video series. They're short, quick little videos helping you to really connect to your spiritual vision to help you to... um, to lead into following your intuitive guidance and injecting your business with your spiritual vision. They, uh, those videos will help you to move through resistance and really allow you to, um, to move it through, move forward as a solopreneur and really get your business going and attracting the income and the impact that you desire. So I'm an intuitive business coach as well as an author and speaker. And then later in the show, I'm gonna be drawing you three cards using my deck, Yogini's Guide to Intuition Oracle Cards. So the book, the cards, the four-part video series, all of it is available on my website, candicemckim.com, C-A-N-D-A-C-E-M-C-K-I-M. All right. So let's carry on with this, with this, what we're talking about today. And, um, you know, I was saying before we went to break and how that you would do the work no matter what. And so if you are, so that's one of the ways that is a huge indication that you're a spiritual entrepreneur, if you're already doing like doing your, doing the work, right. If you're already counseling people, if you're already coaching people, if you're already, um, whatever it is, talking to people about health and fitness or talking to people about their businesses or their life or their marriage or relationships or whatever it is, right? Marketing, um, Those, that's a really big indication that you're a spiritual entrepreneur. But if you're looking for your purpose and you're not sure what it is, just taking a look, like if you haven't started a business yet and but you would really like to really start paying attention to what really lights you up and energizes you. What conversations do you want to come back to over and over again? Who do you want to keep talking to because it really in, it interests you and intrigues you? That is a really big indication. Um, Yeah. And just really know that, noticing what uh who gravitates to you as well. What conversations are. Um, do people want to talk to you about? Right. And, you know, that feeling of that, you want to do more of it. Right. Like I loved after I would teach yoga, I loved to go for coffee with my students because I was coaching all of them. Right. And I loved it. It, it juiced me up. It fed my soul. And uh, so just noticing. So if you're not sure, just, you'll know, you know, intuitively, I, I know that you do. It's just, being like just saying it. Oh yeah, this person keeps coming and talking to me. Or like the grocery store or standing in a lineup somewhere or in a restaurant, people start talking to you about it. Um you know, wait staff, like you know, when we're in a restaurant, people start talking to me about things and and always have. So so really noticing when when that's coming up and what kind of conversation really do you head lead towards and how does it make you feel and that will be a really big indication of of bringing that spiritual vision into into a business. All right, the voice of passion drowns out the noise of fear. Okay, so it's scary to be an entrepreneur. It's scary to be a spiritual entrepreneur, especially. And um, it's not that we don't experience fear. That's one thing you need to know. And you need to realize that it's not that you don't ever experience fear. But it's that you are so passionate about what you're doing that you have to do it anyway. That you need to move through the fear to do what it, to do what it is that you want to do. And I have so many examples of that. Oh my lord, I have so many examples. Well, even this show, I wanted to co to co um, host a, a show, a podcast, TV, radio show, and I was looking for somebody to ho, co host with. Because I didn't want to do it all on my own. And partially it was fear around, do I, can I speak for that long? And is there enough content? And all of those fears. But it goes back like right from starting off my business, the fear that I have had to move through over and over again. Public speaking was a huge thing. Becoming a yoga therapist and speaking in front of a class like that, the public speaking thing has been a thing. And my throat chakra has been worked on like my whole career because it's that speaking that uh that has always held me back over and over again and communication and it's interesting because um i don't talk a lot about astrology on here but i have i have a big astrology background i've taken two years of Western astrology and a full year of Vedic astrology. So I, I talk astrology a lot, but in my chart, I have no air. So, and throat chakra is all about air and speaking and writing and communication. And so you can see how I, I, I leaned into this lack of myself, the shadow, right. Of not being able to speak and get words out and that kind of thing by writing a book creating a deck of Oracle cards and speaking, 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 right? And so, um, you know, it's just one of those things that the fear doesn't ever go away. The fear, or <laughs> for me, it hasn't. Maybe it goes away for some people. I have been, I would imagine there's some people, I, I'm just thinking of a few people that I know. And I imagine some of like the fear would, will still go away for some of them. I'm not totally sure. But following your dream takes guts. It takes a lot of guts and a lot of energy and a lot of, uh, you know, hard work. But you know what? The fearful voice that's in you is our ego. It's your ego that wants you to keep our ego wants us to keep us wants to keep us safe. So whenever you think of the ego, a lot of times we think of ego as braggy, Right. And there is that. Right. It's the full of ourselves. And is that a bad thing? I don't know. Right. You know, as long as it's authentic. Right. But really, the ego wants to keep us safe and it's your ego is trying to convince you to play small, to slow down, to take a step back at all costs so you can expect them to pipe up. You're going to expect your ego to pipe up, to hold you back. And, you know, while and but while the fear, um, you know, might be noisy. It's not there. It's not real. Right. That fear that comes from ego. It's not real. It's not real. Right. I always call the I call our ego the drunk girl. Right. And you don't want the drunk girl driving the car. Right. We don't want the drunk girl in the driver's seat driving the car. Right. And so what are you going to do with the drunk girl? Right. You can't put the drunk girl, the limiting beliefs, the, the ego. You can't throw her out. Right. We can't get rid of her. Right. So you can't put her out onto the street. That's not safe. She's part of who we are. It's our shadow. It's part of who we are. So what do we do? We put the drunk girl in the backseat. We strap her in. We put her seatbelt on. We give her a cup of tea and a blanket. And we hope she passes out. (laughs) Because she's in the background beaking off. She's in the backseat beaking. You're going the wrong way. You're going too fast. Slow down. Go this way. Turn. Turn left when you want to go right. Like she's in the backseat beaking off, right? She's the... The backseat driver. And we just like, let's just let's just let her pass out. <laughs> let's just stay in our lane, keep driving, keep going our direction, keep following our path, following what we're here to do. And let's hope that she passes out because we want her to stop beeking off and telling us to slow down, go the other direction, turn around, go this way, right? right can how many of you can relate to that person how many can relate to that it's a hell yes so the thing is our passion though is wise it's our it's the loving voice within you that is that inner guidance that wants to lead you that wants you to show up and be who you're here to be in this lifetime you know to really i I've, i i believe i've told the story before that you know one of the first times i was asked to do a public speaking I was, I had, she sent, left me a message and I had listened to the message and I had it called her back and I was literally laying on the floor with my feet on my chair, like my legs on my chair, laying with my back on the floor and the phone rang and I picked up my phone and I looked at who it was and it was this woman asking me to speak at this event and I'm like, oh God, oh God, I can't do it. I was okay doing workshops. So at this point I was doing workshops and I was like a teacher, like I taught yoga, yoga therapy, and I'd been doing workshops. And I was speaking, I was speaking at events, doing workshops. So, right. Sitting on the floor, right. With a circle of women around me. And, but she wanted me to go on stage in front of a group of not my regular audience. Right. It was a, a fundraiser for, um, for cancer survivors. And so I saw her phone. Uh, I saw that she was calling and I almost didn't answer it. And then I said, okay, I'm going to answer it. And she said, we really want you to do this event. And I had just been away doing other events. And she said, we really would love to, for you to do this. And she said, I said, well, and I started to make the excuses. And she said, okay, well, if you can't do it this year, then we're going to put you in for next year. We want we, Because this idea came from your yoga class. So we want you to be the person that's going to be talking on the subject. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm not going to be able to get out of this. Right, and so I just thought, okay, just do it now, right? And so my ego was like, oh, I'm too busy, I've just been traveling, I'm blah blah blah, right? And it's like, no, my soul was like, Candice, this is what you're here to do. You have a message to share with the world, and it is important. And I remember just before I went on stage, so I said yes you know, went on, I went to do it. And before I went on stage and my girlfriend said, this isn't about you. This is about the women in this room that actually it wasn't cancer society. It was, um, heart, it was heart and stroke foundation foundation. That's what it was. And she said, it's the people in here that have heart disease and need to hear what you have to say. And I'm like, okay, that's right. Like, so that was a message coming from a, you know, a soul angel, a spiritual angel, right? Earth angels, what I call them. And so, you know, so it's not about, uh, it's not about not having fear. It's not about not seeing the fear. It's seeing the fear, recognizing the fear and taking action and moving through. And one of the things I do is the first thing I do when I feel the fear is I, as I start to take action, I, I look at it. I take the deep breath. Maybe not always. (laughs) Okay, this is a suggestion for you. (laughs) And it's good advice. And I sometimes use it. (laughs) But it's really is about because I still get I still get held back by fear. Uh, Honest to God, I really do. Like I hold myself back often because of the fear. But it's about taking the breath and then tapping into affirmations, tapping into those statements that shift me into a hell yes mode and and ignites that fire so some of the affirmations are it is safe for me in this lifetime to live my true purpose and I often do this. I often am saying in this lifetime, it's safe for me to be doing this because I feel like my a lot of my fears come back from past lives and it wasn't safe for me to speak out about the divine feminine and intuition and all of the stuff I speak about, right? Another affirmation is I have been chosen and I'm here to make a difference. And I've talked to you about that before. You have been chosen. And another one I like to use is I, I witness that I'm out of alignment with my power. I choose to see peace. Instead of this and just moving into those affirmations, just help me to move through that fear and do it anyway. Alrighty, so it is time for our next break of the show, and when we come back, I'm going to be pulling some oracle cards. We're going to finish up this topic, and then uh, what we've been talking about, which is the signs that you're a spiritual entrepreneur, and then I'm going to draw you some cards for you for the next week. You're listening to Find Your Hell Yes with my self-intuitive business coach, Candace McKim, and we're on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back.
0: Are you intuitive? We all have an intuition and it can be even more developed for you to access for your life and your business. Sometimes we follow our intuitive guidance and sometimes we don't. However, when you find your hell yes, it's impossible to ignore. Tuning in to find your hell yes with intuitive business coach Candace McKim, you will strengthen your intuition and then receive guidance and support to courageously follow your own intuitive hits. Listen for Find Your Hell Yes with Candace McKim Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, 8 a.m. Pacific on Inspired Choices Network. This is Find Your Hell Yes with Candace McKim. To participate in the program and have an oracle card read for you, join the live studio audience in the chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to info at
1: now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I um, am super excited to finish this up, what we've been talking about as, you know, signs that you are a spiritual entrepreneur. You're listening to Find Your Hell Yes with my self-intuitive business coach, Candice McKim, and we're on Inspired Choices Network. And I just also want to invite you that if you are interested in hiring and looking for a new intuitive coach, to go to my website, there is um there's a link on there to book a call with me and uh, to see how we could work together. If if what I'm saying really resonates with you, like as a spiritual entrepreneur on how to move through the resistance and move through the like put the, the drunk girl in the back seat. Right. Um, there is a link on there on how to book a, a complimentary clarity call with me to see how we could work together. And also is also on there is my oracle cards and my book. I'm going to do a reading for you right now uh, using my oracle cards, Yogini's Guide to Intuition oracle cards, as well as my book, Intuition is a Choice. Both of them are also on my website, as well as the four-part video series, Realigning with Your Vision. So grab that. It's a free four-part video series. And next week, we're talking about Permission to be Wealthy. And I'm going to be actually handing out permission slips. So before we went to break, I was talking about uh, how how wise your passion is and that it wants to lead you forward and see you to continue to show up um, despite your fear. And so I want to move on to the last uh, sign that you're a spiritual entrepreneur and it's a willingness to go outside of the box. Right. Who being your authentic self, really showing up. Uh, transparent and authentic and being real and whatever and meaningful and in in alignment with your values, whatever that means to you, and having the courage to be authentic and vulnerable. And that's really what creates movements and creates connections with other people. And, um you know, like even asking yourself, am I being authentic? Am I being bold and standing in my truth? Really, you know, in one of my previous shows, I talked about our values and staying in alignment with our values helps us to be authentic. And, you know, even connecting to what, you know, what, who doesn't agree with what I'm saying? Who doesn't agree with what I'm saying? And knowing because when you are when somebody doesn't agree with what you're saying, that means you're making an impact on the people who do agree. Right. You're you're you're, you're 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 ruffling feathers, right? And that is a powerful place to be. And it is, you know, that's where change comes from, right? It all comes down to, you know, who exactly am I upsetting? Because if you're not upsetting anybody, you're not you're not changing the status quo. So if you're wanting to make changes and to make impact and support people, like I'm here to support women and women's rights and women stepping into their power. And so it's really important. Okay, let's draw some cards. So first card, shadow, what I was talking about, right? Embracing the shadow. That's why we do our personal development work as spiritual entrepreneurs, that there's unity in that. It's it's not separation. Here's our good and here's our evil. It's like, we're all it, right? It's it's all who we are. Um, all right. So that's the body card. Mind is victory breath, celebrating your wins, celebrating who you are, celebrating overcoming the fear and moving through that fear into your purpose and your passion. Celebrate that shit, you guys, because it just keeps coming over and over and over again. And the more you celebrate it, the more you're going to be able to uh to really embrace those parts of you and going, I did it again. I, I leaned into my fear and I'm celebrating it. All right. Body, mind and spirit card is chair pose, confidence and power. Okay. I want you to sink into your confidence this week. I, I, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I remember hearing probably when I was in social work school that we're not born with confidence. It's something that we've learned. And I've heard contradictory messages around that my whole life. But that's always something that I've, I've thought about, that our confidence can be continue. We can continue to develop our confidence and grow our confidence and work on uh, in, uh, increasing our confidence and our power. And when we talk about power, we're talking about empowerment, not power over or power under. So this week, I want you to really tap into your personal power and your confidence. I want you to sit in that knowingness that you are here greatness that you have been chosen and that you are here to do your work in the world. And it is important, no longer questioning the importance of your work. Alrighty, it's getting close to the end of the show. So that's a quick card reading. So next week episode is, um is permission to be wealthy. And we're going to be talking, I'm going to be giving, I'm literally going to be giving you out permission slips to be wealthy. And Um, It it involves acknowledging that you deserve your success and the abundance in your business and all of your ventures. And do you give your time give away your time and your expertise. We talked about that today, we're gonna be talking about that a little bit more next week. And many entrepreneurs struggle with the idea of earning a significant income while pursuing pursuing their sole purpose. So we're gonna be diving into that more. Um, However, it's important for you to remember that financial prosperity um, can allow you to make a bigger impact on the world and serve others. So that's gonna be our next week's episode. So remember, you are listening to Find Your Hell Yes show on Inspired Choices Network. And I'm here every week at uh, 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on Inspired Choices Network. You can join me live or if you're watching the replay, I'm on 450 or the show is on 450 platforms globally, worldwide. And you can uh, catch them on any of your favorite po- uh, podcast TV or radio platforms and when you have listened to the replays make sure that you comment like share rate all of the things because it really does help me out and it really does make a difference in my business and in my show and it allows me to keep sharing these shows with you and also I want to invite you to go to my website to grab that four-part video series realigning with your vision it um It's four short videos that will help you to connect to um, to connect to your intuition, to connect to your spiritual vision and to move through any resistance so that you can really grow your business. Okay, this was an amazing, amazing show. And if you are really resonating with this topic, that you are a spiritual entrepreneur and that you're here to make a difference in the world then step into your power, move through the fear, know that you're here for greatness and that people, your clients are there waiting for you to, uh, to, to hang your shingle and be ready to accept them. All right. So remember your intuition is your soul speaking to you and your soul wants you to say, thank you for listening to the find your hell yes show. Candice McKim returns Wednesday at
0: 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, 8 a.m. Pacific on Inspired Choices Network. Until then, courageously follow your intuition into creating a life that is full of hell yeses. Because remember, your intuition is your soul speaking to you.